time for another episode of Library Gals Go to the Library, where your favorite bookworms give our recommendations from the Delaware County District Library. So don't worry, we'll help you find something new to get lost in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Library Gals Go to the Library. It's Katie. I am back after a brief hiatus. September was a really busy month around here at the library. And so I've decided to come back at you live during my favorite month of October to talk about all things spooky. We really love Halloween here at the library, especially at the Orange Branch where I work. We have all kinds of great spooky things in store. There is a great display of Halloween titles for all ages, kids and adults alike. We have a spooky STEM program coming up. And also don't forget that the Geek Fest is coming at you in no time at all. Right now, I am going to do a bit of an homage to Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, Hispanic Heritage Month is celebrated September 15th to October 15th. And I'm just going to read this quick blurb from the State Department. During National Hispanic Heritage Month from September 15th to October 15th, the U.S. government celebrates the countless contributions of more than 60 million Hispanic Americans, Latinos, Latinas, and Latinx identifying people to our culture and society. Hispanic Americans are the largest minority group in the United States today, and generations of Hispanic Americans have consistently helped make our country strong and prosperous. They contribute to our nation beyond description. Hispanic Americans embody the best of our American values, including commitment to faith, family, and country. The Hispanic American community has left an indelible mark on our government, culture, and economy. So again, that is in celebration of Hispanic Heritage Month. And because it is October and it is still Hispanic Heritage Month, I wanted to do a brief tie-in and share some Hispanic authors that have been writing some really great horror recently. And also give a plug for some Spanish language horror films that are out there. Some really spooky stuff. The first recommendation is for... A book called Coyote Songs by Gabino Iglesias. In Gabino Iglesias' second novel, ghosts and old gods guide the hands of those caught up in a violent struggle to save the soul of the American Southwest. A man tasked with shuttling children over the border believes the Virgin Mary is guiding him towards final justice. A woman offers colonizer blood to the mothers of chaos. A boy joins corpse destroyers to seek vengeance for the death of his father. These stories intertwine with those of a vengeful spirit and a hungry creature to paint a timely, compelling, pulpy portrait of revenge, family, and hope. I read this book. There are a few stories in there that really stuck with me. This book is sad. It's dark. It's gritty. But it's really well written. Highly recommended. Next up, we have Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. 
after receiving a frantic letter from her newlywed cousin begging for someone to save her from a mysterious doom, Noemi Taboada heads to High Place, a distant house in the Mexican countryside. She's not sure what she'll find. Her cousin's husband, a handsome Englishman, is a stranger, and Noemi knows little about the region. Noemi is an unlikely rescuer. She's a glamorous debutante, but she's also tough and smart with an indomitable will, and she is not afraid. Not of her cousin's new husband, who is both menacing and alluring. Not of his father, the ancient patriarch who seems to be fascinated by Noemi. And not even of the house itself, which begins to invade Noemi's dreams with visions of blood and doom. Noemi, mesmerized by the terrifying yet seductive world of High Place, may soon find it impossible to ever leave this enigmatic house behind. This book received so much buzz last year when it came out, and it was well-deserved. It is absolutely a gothic tale. The house plays such a huge role in the novel itself. A lot of recommendations if you liked the book Rebecca. That same gothic vibe is living large here. Again, that is Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno-Garcia. Next up, we have Her Body and Other Parties by Carmen Maria Mercado. And this collection, Mikado blithely demolishes the arbitrary borders between psychological realism and science fiction, comedy and horror, fantasy and fabulism. While her work has earned her comparisons to Karen Russell and Kelly Link, she has a voice that is all her own. In this electric and provocative debut, Mikado bends genre to shape startling narratives that map the realities of women's lives and the violence visited upon their bodies. A wife refuses her husband's entreaties to remove the green ribbon from around her neck. A woman recounts her sexual encounters as a plague slowly consumes humanity. A sales clerk in a mall makes a horrifying discovery within the seams of the store's prom dresses. One woman's surgery-induced weight loss results in an unwanted house guest. And the bravura novella, especially heinous, Mikado reimagines every episode of Law & Order Special Victims Unit, a show we naively assumed had shown it all, generating a phantasmagoric police procedural full of doppelgangers, ghosts, and girls with bells for eyes. Earthy and otherworldly, antic and sexy, queer and caustic, comic and deadly serious, her body and other parties swings from horrific violence to the most exquisite sentiment. In their explosive originality, these stories enlarge the possibilities of contemporary fiction. This is a book that has been on my want-to-read list for so long, and rereading this description reminds me that I should move it up to the top of the list. Sounds so good. Speaking of books that I have read, next up is This Thing Between Us by Gus Moreno. I have mentioned this book probably more than once on the podcast. When I read this book, I could not put it down. It was just so engaging and remarkably readable. Gus Moreno is a Mexican-American author who lives in Chicago. And this book is about the story of Tiago and his wife, Vera, who buy an Itza, which is basically something similar to a Google Home speaker. It is the world's most advanced smart speaker. When Vera first bought it, it did not interest Tiago, but Vera thought it would be a bit of fun for them amidst all the strange occurrences happening in their condo. It made things worse. The cold spots and scratching in the walls were weird enough, 
but peculiar packages started showing up at the house. Who ordered industrial lye? Then there was the eerie music at odd hours, Tiago waking up to Itza projecting light shows in an empty room. It was funny and strange, right up until Vera is killed, and Tiago's world became unbearable. Pundits and politicians all looking to turn his wife's death into a symbol for their own agendas. A barrage of texts from her well-meaning friends about letting go and moving on. Waking to the sound of Itza speaking softly to someone in the living room. The only thing left to do was get far away from Chicago, away from everything and everyone. A secluded cabin in Colorado seemed like the perfect place to hole up with his crushing grief. But soon, Tiago realizes there is no escape, not from his guilt, not from his simmering rage, and not from the evil hunting him, feeding on his grief, determined to make its way into this world. A bold, original horror novel about grief, loneliness, and the oppressive intimacy of technology, this thing between us marks the arrival of a spectacular new talent. I couldn't agree more. I cannot wait for Moreno's next novel. This one was so, so well done. And a quick read, if I might add. Finally, for novels, we have The Hacienda by Isabel Caña. In the overthrow of the Mexican government, Beatriz's father is executed and her home destroyed. When handsome Don Rodolfo Solaranzo proposes, Beatriz ignores the rumors surrounding his first wife's sudden demise, choosing instead to seize the security his estate in the countryside provides. She will have her own home again, no matter the cost. But Hacienda San Isidro is not the sanctuary she imagined. When Rodolfo returns to work in the capital, visions and voices invade Beatrice's sleep. The weight of invisible eyes follow her every move. Rodolfo's sister Juana scoffs at Beatrice's fear, but why does she refuse to enter the house at night? Why does the cook burn copal incense at the edge of the kitchen and mark its doorway with strange symbols? What really happened to the first Doña Solorzano? Beatrice only knows two things for certain. Something is wrong with the hacienda, and no one there will help her. Far from a refuge, San Isidro may become Beatrice's doom. So those are some new novels that I recommend you take out. Those descriptions all came from Goodreads, which is a great resource to keep track of all of your books, find out what your friends are reading, and see what you're going to get into next. Those five novels are available at the library. You can request any of them, and the list will be in our show notes in the description of today's podcast. Next, we're going to move on to movies during this time of year. I personally spend a lot, a lot, a lot of time watching horror films. They're on a basically a constant loop in our house, so uh, you can see just about anything. I really like horror comedies, movies that are creepy, but also really funny. I've got one of those to recommend, but I also really enjoy catching new world cinema Lots of scary things coming out of other countries. The first one I will recommend is La Llorona, which is set in Guatemala. This movie is streaming on Shudder and AMC+. It is available to rent on many streaming stations. Unfortunately, it's not currently available at the library. The description is as follows. Accused of the genocide of Mayan people, Retired General Enrique is trapped in his mansion by massive protests. 
Abandoned by his staff, the indignant old man and his family must face the devastating truth of his actions and the growing sense that a wrathful supernatural force is targeting them for his crimes. This movie was surprisingly beautiful. There are really dramatic courtroom scenes and also very haunting moments within the house and compound that the general is staying in. I wish this movie was easier to find. If you get your hands on a Shutter subscription or maybe want to try it out for free, this is one I would look up right away. It's definitely a new, unique story. Next up, and a bit easier to find, is The Orphanage. This happens to be streaming on Canopy. You can also get this movie on DVD here at the library. Um, this movie centers on Laura, who purchases her beloved childhood orphanage with dreams of restoring and reopening the long-abandoned facility as a place for disabled children. Once there, Laura discovers that the new environment awakens her son's imagination, but the ongoing fantasy games he plays with an invisible friend quickly turn into something more disturbing. Upon seeing her family increasingly threatened by the strange occurrences in the house, Laura looks to a group of parapsychologists for help in unraveling the mystery that has taken over the place. This movie is set in Spain. It has some of the creepiest imagery I remember seeing in a movie in a long time. Honestly, any movie that has something to do with children is inherently creepy, and this one does just an incredible job. I mentioned earlier that horror comedies are some of my favorite movies to watch. One of my all-time faves is Shaun of the Dead. This is a great take on that same theme of zombies. It is one of the dead. This one is from Cuba. It is streaming on Amazon Prime and also available to get through the library on DVD. While Havana is full of zombies hungry for human flesh, official media reported that the disturbances are caused by dissidents paid by the United States. Panic seizes all until Juan comes to the rescue. He discovers he can kill the undead, destroying his brain, and decides to start a small business under the slogan, We Kill Your Loved Ones. This movie is silly, it's graphic, it's gross, but it also has a lot of heart. I really enjoyed One of the Dead. That is available on DVD and you can stream on Amazon Prime. Next up is a movie that I personally haven't seen as I was doing some research for this segment. I found this one on Canopy, which is the library's streaming film service, and thought the trailer looked creepy enough that I wanted to share it with you. This one is called Memory of the Dead, and it is from Argentina. A stylish supernatural shocker that has been a hit at film festivals around the world, Argentina's Memory of the Dead boasts some terrifying effects set pieces bathed in a candy-colored visual palette that makes Mario Bava's gothic classics look monochromatic by comparison. That's a real horror nerd reference in there, I love it. Following the sudden death of her husband, Alicia assembles all his friends at a vast country manor for the reading of his final letter. But Alicia also has other plans in mind, helping her husband return from the grave with a spell that will put all of the gathered guests in mortal danger. Scary, hysterical, and packed with mind-boggling visuals, Memory of the Dead is the cinematic equivalent of a funhouse ride. That's streaming on Canopy. If that sounds good to you, you could go check it out right now with your library card. Finally, we have 
maybe what might be the most gruesome film of the bunch. Uh, And, you know, if gritty, gruesome horror is not your thing, I would pass on this one. This is We Are What We Are, which is set in Mexico. It is streaming on AMC+. You can also stream it through DirecTV. You can request this one through the library. There's only one copy at the moment. Make sure you look for the 2011 version. This film was remade in the United States in 2013. But if you'd like to see the original, look for the 2011 edition in the catalog to request. Life would be hard for anyone following the unexpected death of their father. But life is harder for young Adrian, Sheila, and Alfredo because their family is not normal. Theirs is a family of cannibals, and their father was the hunter. So not only do they have to cope with their grief, they also have to deal with the hunger. One of them must learn to kill if any of them are going to survive. And that is We Are What We Are from Mexico. That is going to wrap it up for our horror topic for the month of Hispanic Heritage Month. We're going to have a lot more horror to recommend for you here. And hopefully we're going to have some guests joining us to talk about some of their spooky favorites. I have a lot of book recommendations in mind. Like I said, this is my absolute most favorite time of the year. And I wanted to again remind you that our Great Geek Fest is coming up on October 22nd. It is going to be all day at the main library. There are so many fun things going on. There is a cosplay competition. There will be vendors on hand. We will have a Jedi Academy. There will be photos with Atlas the therapy dog. I love Atlas so much. Uh, It's just so great to see Atlas. Um, And we're going to have a lot more geeky things. So please stop by the Geek Fest and share all the things that you like to nerd out about. I really love to nerd out about horror, and I'm glad you joined me for this episode to talk about all things spooky. We hope to see you next time, and happy spooky reading. Enjoy some titles by Hispanic, Latino, and Latinx authors. Enjoy! Join us next time on Library Gals. Go to the library where we geek out about books, movies, and more. You can email us your questions, comments, or concerns, any feedback you like, at libraryguys at delawarelibrary.org. To check out all the digital resources mentioned in today's episode, or to request any items for your reading, viewing, or listening pleasure, visit delawarelibrary.org. We'll see you soon! Thank you.